Hello, everyone, and welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. I'm Wolfe. And I'm Jolly. And we're here on Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. And we're going to talk about D and D. Oh, yeah, there's what we usually do on Wednesday, isn't it? I'm having a hard time taking you seriously right now with your new haircut. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should have seen it when I first got it because it just started sticking up. Oh, nice. Yeah, it looked like I was trying to do a horrible <laughs> uh, cosplay. A what cosplay? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. A, a cosplay. Oh, okay. I thought you said a specific character or something. Never mind. Anyway, hello, everyone. Sonic. Uh, anyways. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, we missed you. We're glad that we're all back again today. And uh, again, D&D. We got into combat a little bit last time, getting into the minutia about how it actually works from a mechanical standpoint. So today we're going to completely overreach ourselves and try to explain magic comprehensively. Yeah, but we're not going to bore you with a lot of text reading and stuff. Some of it's easy for us to no, explain. No, mostly we really just want to cover how magic functions like at a base level and, you know, some other important things to know like your ranges and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It's pretty nice. All right. So, I'm so, ready. So Are what, you ready? What is a spell, Wolfe? Um just this is just off the top of my head. Uh, a spell is a discrete magical effect, a single shaping of the magical energies that suffuse the multiverse into a specific limited expression. That's dumb. Way to go, PHB, once again. Nope, that was all me totally <clears throat> off the top of my head. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know, that's definitely a question that I would ask. Yeah, I mean, kind I just, of. I have, you don't know the kind of people I associate with, okay? That's true. You never know when I might have to explain something. Like, what is a spell? Yeah. Depending on if you're kind of from the same areas of the South we are, then a spell could also be a period of time. Hmm. That's true. Sit for a spell. God, this man. Hmm. Go ahead and take a nice little listen to us. But no, I mean, yeah, and understanding spell casting is a super important part of Dungeons and Dragons, especially if you play one of the spellcasters we talked about. Um, first thing is there are levels to the spells. You go from, well, zero to nine, cantrips being level zero. They're usually referred to as just cantrips, not level zero spells. Anytime I hear level zero, all I can think about is Kung Fu Panda, and that's a right. good memory for me. Uh, that's good. There is now a level zero. <laughs> right? It just sounds weird saying it. They're cantrips. So you have level one all the way to level nine. Obviously, the higher level the spell is, usually the more powerful it is. Correct. It's almost like we're playing a game that's based off of using levels as a metric to measure your progress. Hmm. Hmm. How peculiar. That is kind of weird. So... Yeah, no. So, spell levels, anything else we need to worry about? or No, not really. I mean, it's pretty pretty well uh, explained there. There's different levels, yeah, and there's that's... different spells for each level, and they're all fun. I mean, at ninth level, you could have something with a certain person's name in it that does fun stuff. Or at first level, you can have a magic missile or something fun like that. You never know. So, 
it's it's all varies. There's a lot of spells out there. We're definitely not getting into that today. Oh, we're not. I don't know. Maybe when maybe we finish Monster yeah. Manual A to Z in six years, we'll we'll go spells A to Z. Oh God. Ooh, that'd be really boring. <sighs> spells A to Z's more like it. Oh wow, that was wordplay. That was cunning. Oh yes, very I, roguish. Yeah, I'm a very cunning linguist. Anyway, according to yourself. It's yeah. also important to remember that your ECL, which is your effective character level, which can also be interchangeable with caster level, yeah, is not the same thing. So your character level is not necessarily your spell casting level. Yeah. Those will go up at different rates according to, you know, consult whatever chart you're using from the PHP. Just yeah. remember, just yeah. because you're a level nine character doesn't mean you can cast level nine spells. That's no. it's too broken. Okay. Go play Pathfinder or something. If you want to do fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think you'll be hitting around like fourth and fifth level around that point. Right. So, so. also important side <laughs> note, casting in armor, um, casting in armor this time around, we don't have spell, uh, percentage chance fails anymore associated with different armors now it's just a flat out you can cast your spells as long as you're proficient in whatever armor you're wearing yep then that's all you need i like it i like that armor proficiency has been dumbed down in a lot of areas oh yeah like we've talked about before i believe the uh learning that you can swim in full plate mail like, yeah. oh okay i'm proficient in my plate armor and okay whatever dragonborn yeah. swimming right. in armor doing Let's it, do it. But Is yeah, it, as long as you're proficient in whatever armor you're wearing, you can still cast with no issues. It's been simplified. I love it. It's, it's, oh, it's great. great. It's way better than dealing with percent chance of failure. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I don't numbers very well. Yeah. So having to constantly remember 15% or 10%. Yeah. Like, we'll oh. leave the percentage die for, you know, wild magic users or something. I, like, I don't uh, don't yeah. don't mention wild magic. Oh shit, we have to talk about wild magic, don't we? Uh, I don't know. We'll <sighs> see. Uh, you also have known and prepared spells. Pretty well, spells. Do you know them? Yeah, they're known or prepared. It's what you actually have available to you while you're prancing around doing adventurer stuff. Correct. Yeah, you don't automatically get every single spell that your class has access to you select certain spells it's really important for a wizard because you have to write all those down yeah. in your spell book but other classes is important as well clerics rely on their god to imbue the power to them or locks them you know well they rely on whoever their pact is with mm-hmm. um so it, there's still a way to do it even sorcerers they have to rely on their innate magic casting abilities. They still got to figure these spells out. Right. So yeah, it's your known spells. So you have all the spells you have access to, and then you have a certain amount of spells you actually know or prepare. And according to each class, also you will learn, you will gain new spells known usually per level and things like that. Magic kind of gets a bad rap from some people. And a lot of people, deservedly accuse players of gatekeeping, especially playing magic based characters. But there is a lot of resource management. There's a lot of stuff you got to keep track of, especially playing like a wizard. But that's part of the payoff is it's, you know, 
it's going to be intensive, but you're going to be able to do stuff that nobody else can do. Yeah. So that's kind of where we stand on magic as a whole. You're going to have spells known. You're going to have spells like spell slots. You're going to have spell levels. It's, it can be a lot to keep track of, especially for a novice player or just someone without a whole lot of experience playing a magic user in general. Yeah. And you know, for those of you that are starting out, maybe for some reason you chose us to start with. Thank you. And I'm sorry. You'll regret this soon. Yeah. But no, uh, spell slots are different from known and prepared spells. Yeah. Spell slots are how many spells of that level you can cast. It's how uh, much magic juice you got. How yeah. many spells can you cast before you got to take yeah. a nap? But yeah, basically, it's it's how fatigued those spells make you. It's a balancing mechanic, but at the same time, it's something to give it more realism so you're not like well i know all these spells so i'll just keep throwing them out it definitely adds to my immersion yeah so but that also includes another fun part because a lot of this you get it back when you take a full like a long rest you know go to sleep for the night get your spell slots back you're good to go but another cool part about it is there are some spells that you can cast at a higher level we call that upcasting, don't we, Jolly? You do. No, we do. Sure we do. We do now. I usually say I'm going to cast it at... Inf- yeah. I'm going to upcast this fireball. Yeah. Anyway, all yeah. we're talking about is literally exactly what it sounds like. You can use yeah. a higher level spell slot than the spell normally would require, and doing so will grant you various beneficial effects. We're not going to yeah. go into exactly what it is because it does a lot of shit. Yeah, and when mostly it comes to your, more damage. Yeah, when it comes to your spell slot, it takes from that slot that level spell slot. Right. So if it's a first level spell and you upcast or you cast at a higher level, two, three, or four then that's a third or a fourth level spell slot you lose. Mm-hmm. Not a first level yeah. spell slot. So it's always good to keep in mind because, you know, you decided to be a spellcaster, so do math. Exactly. Yeah. Get out your, your shiny sure. click-clack yeah. math rocks yeah, and do, do your, some long division. I would say do your analysis and uh, figure out the risk-reward. Do I need to upcut this now? Uh, but if I hold on to it, I won't ever be able to do it, you know. Oh, God. But, yeah. And then cantrips are kind of cool. We mentioned them earlier, talking about spell levels. Mm-hmm. Cantrips are great. Cantrips, you don't have to worry about spell slots. You just use them. Yeah, that's the best thing about cantrips, honestly. Like, in flavor, it's legitimately explained as these are such minor magical effects that even as a level one character of any magic class... It's so easy for you to do that you can just do it essentially at whim. Yeah. A lot of it, I guess, for like flavor to kind of make you like feel a little bit more immersion, stuff like that. It'd be something that would seem minor to other spell casters. It's just something it's like, you know, something you learn when Mm -hmm. you first start and it's difficult. But then you've done it so many times because it builds up everything else. You know, you can just, oh, well, I'm going to use Thaumaturgy and... Eldritch Blast. Yeah. Make these doors swing open for no reason like a dick. Um, (laughs) Or whisper things to people in their mind. (laughs) Yeah, right. So they think they're going crazy. Exactly. Oh, God. That's the real use of the message spell. 
Oh yeah. That's not even fun. It's great. Yeah, or you could have, you know, Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Right. Warlocks love that. Hey man. Fighters hey. got sharp things. I got yeah. blowy things. Which is something I like to point out too. Like not all cantrips are just straight, oh, this is level zero, this is all you can do with it. Some cantrips do actually level with you. Mm-hmm. In a sense of at certain levels, you get increased damage, things like that. Told the Dead does it. Eldritch Blast, obviously. You get more shots. Um, oh, there's a lot of them. I, I think everyone has everyone that gets cantrips has some type of cantrip that levels up. There's mm-hmm. quite a few out there. But they're really nice to have. I mean, Vicious Mockery does it as well. Like, I'll yeah. level up with you. So, I mean, it's... It's nice. It's not like cantrips are just going to, okay, well, I got me through level three. Yeah, I don't need it anymore, I guess. I don't need it anymore. And there are some that are just, they're not meant for combat, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like Mend and a few others like that. You know, you're fixing something, trying to get out of a situation. Mm -hmm. Or maybe doing a favor so you can get some type of item. Like, so some of these cantrips are just nice to use. Or having a light spell. Let me touch that and, you know, hey, I let's, can see. Let's be realistic. Um, most people yeah. just tend to ignore the light spell. Yeah. But those people are clearly not seasoned adventurers. Oh, yeah. Uh, you need it to combat the darkness. But I have dark vision. Oh, no, no, no. Not magic You have darkness. fifth edition dark vision is what you have. It is not the same. Oh, dark vision's always been like that. Even in third edition, it didn't it's work It's explained dark, now as infravision. Darkness. Yeah. I'm saying in how it actually yeah. functions now, it's not the same as it used to be because mm-hmm. dark vision essentially used to be the same thing as blind fighting. Like you didn't have to see, period. You could still function normally. Hmm. But light well, does get rid of magical darkness, which is yeah. nice to have. That's kind of weird. Yeah, some of the races that had dark vision in 3.5 did mention having infrared, like the dwarves and a few others, dwarves mm-hmm. and elves. They could see in infrared. That's how they had dark vision. Hmm. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. you're wrong. I'm just saying yeah, that I'm not you're saying, a liar. I'm not saying you're wrong either. I mean, you definitely did more with it than I did. But yeah, no, that's definitely a nice part. That's why witches sight. It's so useful in that situation because Witch's Sight doesn't allow you to see in the dark. Just in magical darkness. Yeah. It's great. I believe but it's 120 it gives you feet. dark vision also. No. It's just in magical darkness. I could have sworn that it was gave you yeah. dark vision if you didn't have it already. No, because that's how I ended up comparing it when I was building, like, well, theory crafting myself, like going through it. Cause I thought so myself. I was like, well, it's 120 feet. Why would I take dark vision over which, which is sight? And then I actually read it. So yeah, you learn something new every day. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I mean, it's still useful, but oof. No, it's still nice yeah. to have for sure. Now you also have ritual spells. These will have a special tag that says ritual um, most, most are going to take 10 minutes or longer to cast. So they're a lot longer than a normal spell. Most of your other spells are going to be a bonus action, one minute cast at most, but your ritual spells, they're meant to take some time. Um, the good part is 
a ritual version of a spell. You can't cast it at higher level, but it doesn't expend a spell slot. No, absolutely. Like ritual casting is a nice feature that was included. I'm glad to see it kind of brought to the table. Excuse me. People are like, oh, well, it doesn't let me do insane damage, so it's worthless. No, let's see what it does let you do is it lets you take the time out of combat, you know, to like set up in advance before you just blindly run into a dungeon or something else and get yourself killed. No, take the opportunity. Be tactical. Cast the spell as a ritual. Guess what? What is a what was your favorite one again? Was it Hero's Feast? Uh, well, Hero's Feast is a great one because it gives you a lot of buffs to the party for like what, twelve, the eight hours or twelve. So there's a lot of yeah. good spells already out there that you can cast, but yeah. if you can ritual cast them, they'll give you added benefits. Yeah, and well, they don't use a spell slot, so yeah. you know that's really fucking cool. You know, one of my favorites is that can be ritual casted. Uh, Tasha's hideous laughter teleportation circle oh yeah really nice to have because you know maybe you know of a place that it's been cast there enough to where it's permanent you want to be able to get there take your time do a teleportation circle and everybody bam right where you need to be fast travel done it's great it's nice to have so yeah Now I kind of I kind of hit it up already when we started talking about it, but as I alluded to, there are casting times for spells. Did you know that, Wolfe? I'm sorry. What? There's casting time for spells. Yes. Like a bonus action. There are some reaction spells as well, like shell. Or shield, sorry, not shell. Yeah, shell. <laughs> I also play Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, that, that was never a reaction though. That would have been badass. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> moving on. But yeah, get my video games out of. No, my favorite D&D. reaction spell so far has got to be. Uh, oh Hellish, my God, Hellish Rebuke. Yeah, Hellish Rebuke is so good. I mean, shield's nice for a wizard. Because, you know, if someone glances at you too hard, you fall over yeah. incapacitated. Power um, word die. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even need the power word. Power just, glare. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, good God, there's like so many memes of, you know, a wizard taking, you know, four damage for being insulted. Uh, but you stubbed your toe. You take 8d6 damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You tripped over uneven cobblestones. Oh, no. You broke your leg. Yeah, God forbid the wizard actually takes a hit. Well, that's double your HP. Um, <laughs> this bad news, man. Yeah. Um, well, as we mentioned, with rituals, there are longer casting times as well. You, you also have concentration spells. Let's see if we can actually get into that. Oh, no. not yet. I don't want to get into it yet. Okay, fine. I don't want to do it yet. But we'll get just go ahead and place a note there. There's concentration. You know, we'll go ahead and do it. Sure. Concentration. <laughs> um, essentially, all you got to do is roll a save against the damage that you took. Yeah. And if you succeed on that save, it's that turn specifically. Whatever damage was dealt to you that turn that makes you do a concentration check. 
You roll for it. It's a save. If you make it, you're good. The spell keeps going. If not, your concentration was broken and the spell ends immediately. This is true. You know, it's really bad, you know, in the middle of a levitate, <clears throat> you know, trying to get your party across a 300 foot uh, chasm. Uh, there's the actual book answer. The DC equals 10 or half the damage you take, whichever number is higher. Oh, it's half. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. God. You'd think I would know more yeah. about D&D if I talk about it every week. Yeah, right. Well, it's easy hey, to you forget you guys are learning things. along with me. I've played yeah. a lot of D&D, but not a lot of 5th edition. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of really good concentration spells out there. Now, that's not saying witch that bolt. you can't... Huh? Witch Bolt. Yeah, Witch Bolt. Um, concentration spell automatically does a D12 damage oh, every turn. God, I think uh, Paladins and Clerics get it. What is it? Uh... Shield of Faith, I think. I'm not familiar. I think so. It, it adds AC to somebody. So you can just touch someone. And get oh, yeah, yeah, AC. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> really nice. Concentration spell. Boom. There you go. Sit in the back and blast people. Because that's the best part about 5th edition. Concentration spells. You can cast another spell mm -hmm. as long as it's not another concentration spell. So I can concentrate on levitating a player up, you know, to reach something high on a shelf while also being able to cast, you know, flame hands or something if I'm being attacked or a yeah, guiding but, bolt yeah. or a sanctuary or literally anything because yeah. clerics are awesome. It's true. Or, you know, if you're a warlock, you can Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Yeah. So, you know, it is pretty nice to have. Now you can cast another concentration spell but you drop concentration on the other spell yes that is important so, to remember it's i'm not saying that oh well you have to use your action and drop this then cast the other spell basically you just drop that spell and cast the other one um <clears throat> which all the effects are lost all the fun stuff is gone um spells have a range kind of important yeah it's really important yeah. to pay attention to that yeah um because especially like Magic Missile, Eldritch Blast, Fireball. If, if if it's something that's really cool and you can shoot from a distance, well, that's range, first of all. But yeah. <laughs> now you understand what range you, means. Yeah. But no, it tells you how far it can go out. And some of them have what in the gaming community a lot of people refer to as AOE. And I'm not talking about Age of Empires. I hate you. I'm talking about areas of effect. It means it covers a certain area. Yes, and we will definitely be getting more in-depth into the areas that are affected because we've got a lot of different ranges. We've got lines, we've got cones, we've got cylinders, we've got... Sphere. Yeah, we do have sphere. Yeah, did you know that the, uh, the number for the sphere is the radius of it? So if it's 20 feet, it's 20 feet that direction. And then the other, mm -hmm. so it's really like a... 40 feet across. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. That yeah. was something really important that everybody needs to know when it comes to casting yeah. spells. Yeah, because if you make that mistake and the DM doesn't correct you, because, well, it's not their job. No. <laughs> Just know you've been doing it wrong this whole time. So, for example, uh, fireball is what, like a 30-foot radius a circle, I believe. Is it 30? I thought it was 20. I thought it was, it's pretty sure it's always been 30, yeah, but like lightning right. bolt now is like a 100 foot line. That's five feet wide. 
Yeah. Like there, these are kind of examples. And like we talked about with concentration spells, I mentioned witch bolt. It's also important to remember ranges of these spells. Witch Bolt, if you keep concentration, it's an automatic D12 of damage to your opponent. But you have to stay within 30 feet of them. Yep. So Gotta stay tight. Remember, really spend time reading and thinking about these individual spell descriptions before you just run off half-cocked. Because like you said, if you don't tell the DM the right thing, unless they're feeling particularly benevolent that day, they're just going to let you roll with it. Oh, yeah. Expect them to catch every time you try to get one over on them, but they're not going to say a word when they get one over on you. Yeah. Yeah. Because DMs are jerks. <laughs> well, it's not just that. I mean, it's there's a lot going on for the DM. They don't have time to be covering your stuff. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Play man, if I've got to take care of, if I've got to manage like roughly 30 characters at any given time, I don't really need to be burdened with my players. Like you yeah. can, you're going to come to my table for a game that I spent weeks preparing for, at least have the, uh, the fucking decency to show up and pay attention and run your character. So I don't have to. Okay. I thought you were going to say the audacity. I was like, yeah, I do have the audacity to show up. I'm prepared. Yes, you do. Thank you. And you will continue to do so. Every week. And you're the reason that I got really good at coming up with shit on the fly. Yeah, you're welcome. So Components. Components. Uh, real easy. Uh, now there's a spellcasting focus to go along with components. Um, spellcasting focuses will let you eschew materials, which you used to be able to do with a feat, but not anymore. But you still, for higher level spells, you still need the material components if they're expensive. I can't remember the yeah. exact the exact well, gold well, amount. But we'll, we'll hit up spell, spell casting focus at the end. Yeah, but and spell component components are mm-hmm. going to be what is it? Uh, verbal, somatic, and material. Yes. Okay, so verbal is obviously anything spoken. Like you have to say a word like fireball for it to cast yeah. or epic uh, blast. You know, uh, some uh, shit like uh, that. Uh, somatic uh, is. <laughs> I'm leaving you in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> somatic components are anything that's like hand gestures, arm movements, uh, you know, a rain dance, yeah. anything. You, if you've got yeah. to wave your hand in a funny way, or you want to be using a wand to cast your magic because you're a Harry Potter fanboy for some reason. Yeah, like, you never know. It's just if you wiggle your fingers seductively. Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, if you want to be like anyone in Hollywood that tries to pretend to be a magician and do the weird thing with your fingers while you speak and roll your eyes in the back of your head. Yeah, that works yeah, too. That too. That, yeah, that too. That's that. And material yeah. is, well, material. You don't. You should have known that. Um, yeah. Yeah, like for Fireball. What's the material components for Fireball? Oh, are we going like in canon or do I have to remember the actual components for 5th edition? Unless they've changed. uh, The components for Fireball were... Was it a bat wing Mm -hmm. and a pinch of sulfur or bat guano? Yes, there you go. Nice. I remember lightning bolt. It's always made me laugh. Yeah. Lightning bolt is like a tiny like quartz or some kind of crystal or like a glass rod. Yeah. And a pinch of rabbit fur. Hey, man. But guess what? (laughs) A lot of us never fucking remembered to actually (laughs) use our material components in the old days. That's why we have spellcasting focus focus now. Yeah. So that we can be like, oh, no, I was doing it intentionally all along. 
There's also a component pouch as well that you can keep your components in. Yeah, you should have you have one as a standard issue thing for any casting class. Yeah. It's going to come yeah. with a material pouch. And don't worry, we're going to actually turn to that side of the book towards the end here and actually give you the player's handbook definition of what it says. So, you know, you can't call us liars. Well, maybe just a little bit. Oh, you most certainly can. But there's also duration. We covered concentration <clears throat> spells, but instantaneous I, means they happen, well, immediately. I don't know for sure if it's in the book, if there's any more than just instant or concentration. But from what I recall, it was unless it is a concentration spell, it happens instantly. Like there's only two ways it works. Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever dealt with. <clears throat> so... Oh, look at that. There's Ooh, a gnome that's any? pointing out things. No, I didn't. I actually remembered the uh, damage types, the AOEs. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, and, uh, well, I mean, when you're dealing with your target, you can target yourself with some spells, or you have to touch somebody. That's the range. Uh, and sometimes it'll tell you, you need a clear path to the target. So... If they're behind something, yeah, you can't hit them with it. Well, I mean, if I see Goblin John, for instance, yeah. over here, I'd see him duck behind like a wooden fence. And, you know, for whatever reason, I'm decided to be that guy and I decided to lightning bolt him. It's a line. It's going to go 100 feet. Should go through and hit him still. That's a little different than not being able to see someone hiding on the other side of a wall and they jump out and punch you. You can't yeah. just automatically be like, oh, well, the fighter engaged with him. So I know he's in this general vicinity. Let me just lob something. No. D yeah. d okay. One, just, even if it works that yeah. way, don't fucking be that guy. Okay. <laughs> don't ran, be fire guy. <laughs> they ran behind this corner. I don't know how it actually works. I'm just going to throw a fireball. <clears> yeah, there. I'm just going to hunk Good a fireball up. around the corner in this city. Yeah, that's just not going to work. Oh, did I mention I happened to be in the slums? Oh, what's this? Oh, it was an orphanage. Was. Yeah. yeah. So again, yeah. targeting yourself, obviously that's, you know, something that you do with your saving spells, like anything that's going to heal you or buff you or, and otherwise, you know, be a boon to you. So other yeah. than that, pick a baddie and let them have it. That's true. Sometimes you can pick a friend and let them have it too. Yeah, well, there are some spells that benefit your friends, uh -huh. and that's also important. If you can't see your friend, you can't cast a spell. Exactly. On them. Hey, I'm over yeah. here. Well, I can't see you. Yeah, so. so good luck. We'll come up with something. And that gets into metagaming. Ooh. Because if I know, especially if we're using minis, and I know that there's a wall there, and you guys are sitting here at the table chit chatting, I'm not going to let it fly. Yeah. Oh, wait, how did you tell him that? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you must have been shouting really yeah. loud, because from my, you're 60 feet away and 300 feet below him. Oh, yeah. So, don't know how he mm. heard you. Up next. Uh, but no, um, well, there are spells that have saving throws. It's usually pretty simple. Those are some really good ones. Fireball has a saving throw to it. We love Fireball, so we talk about it a lot. Well, Fireball is it's, like the quintessential magic spell. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially honestly, for D&D. Uh, when it comes out to just pure damage and how fun it is to use, 
when you do get to use it because let's face it there's it's indiscriminate mm-hmm. so if your barb is in the middle of that your barb's just gonna have to get lucky with that deck saving throw hey man just because <laughs> monks and rogues get evasion does not mean yeah. that you can shoot the fireball <laughs> near them like do not again don't be fire guy yeah don't don't be that guy okay last thing you need is a bunch of crispy teammates staring you down because you did something quote dumb mm-hmm. <clears throat> to annihilation um, oh he said the words <laughs> uh, DC usually is well it's equals 8 plus spell casting ability modifier plus proficiency bonus and well if there's any special modifiers you get those as well yeah, your attacks are going to be calculated the same way as your physical attacks would, like magic and physical. Yeah, work yeah, the your same ability way for modifier that. and your proficiency whatever bonus. applicable ability modifier and proficiency plus eight. Yep, and if it's a ranged attack roll and someone's within five feet of you, it's at disadvantage. Unless you have Warcaster feet. Oh, God, yes. Which, if you're going to be any kind of mage, you should definitely think about investing into Warcaster. Oh, yeah. Um, um, what was it you said a second ago? They just made me think about that. Oh, this is something I'd never looked at before. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty I bet cool. you guys wish you could see what we're seeing. Yeah. If only we did video. No. Can't but be I'm done. too lazy. They can't be killed. Yeah. Um, surprisingly enough, some spells just don't stack. I know. So that's bullshit. You can't like have two clerics cast the exact same spell. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Ooh. If we had some kind of like force multiplier spell, that would be cool. I would allow that. You know, if you have two clerics that like simulcast cure wounds on the same target. They're going to heal for different amounts. They're not going to, you know, just magnify each other. Yeah. Continue. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to say. I oh. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. I don't know who uh, we are. I don't know where we've been. Well, we were talking about spell casting and casting of who are you? Spells. Um, I'm Wolfe. Oh. That sounds like a dumb name. It is a really dumb name. I don't know why someone would choose it. Why is it spelled like wolf, but with an apostrophe? I don't know. Maybe he's Canadian. Oh, he's a wolf, eh? A wolf, eh? Yeah. I'm sorry. That was Canadianist. I see what you did there. I used words. Oh, right. So. What are uh, you searching for? Arcane focus. Oh, dear right. God. <laughs> I guess it could have just controlled F. Uh, no. But, yeah, no. Arcane Focus, directly from the player's handbook. Wolfe, would you like to take this one? <clears throat> if only I had learned how to read. An Arcane Focus is a special item. <clears throat> Excuse me, apparently I forgot how to words. An arcane focus is a special item, an orb, a crystal, a rod, a specifically constructed staff, a wand-like length of wood, or some similar item designed to Chanel the power of arcane spells. 
a sorcerer, warlock, or wizard can use such an item as a spellcasting focus as described in Chapter 10. So remember the whole thing you used to talk about, about how Player's Handbook does really dumb stuff? Yeah. Um, I still talk about that. Yeah. Chapter 10, for those of you who didn't follow us in Player's Handbook, was what we just went over. And it told us to go to Chapter 5. And then, in the description, <laughs> it, it tells good. you, as described in Chapter 10. <laughs> no, I, it, it can be used in place of smaller spells, kind of like we were describing before. What is it? Is it like 1,500 gold or 2,500 gold? Uh, DMs make <clears throat> different rules. I know with with uh, with V, that's kind of his. It's mm-hmm. like if it's a... Um, insane, if it insane requires amount. something that costs more than like 1500 gold you have to have that because yeah. it's a rare component yeah if it's something like the component itself is rare not just like a jewel or something yeah. or if there's money attached to a period <clears throat> that's what most people go with it's the best way to do it personally mm-hmm. in my opinion because you don't want you don't want to give your players everything for free but you also don't want to hinder them too much right well um, make them earn it and you that's know, all players, you're doing in the sense yeah. now if you're a player that you do like messing around with components and you want to do it that way, there is a component pouch. It is a small watertight leather belt pouch that has components to hold all the material components and other special items you need to cast your spells, except for those components that have a specific cost as indicated in a spells description. Which we also discussed if it's, if it's something specific, like it can even be, but it has, it'll say like a Ruby worth at least this much gold. Yeah. So it's not like you can just go find, you know, piece of shit, like costume jewelry or something. Yeah. It's a Ruby. Yeah. That doesn't work, bro. Sorry. Or stuff like revivify and a few of the higher cost spells. Like you're going to have specific things, you know, if you want to be a cleric that brings a player back before they die or from death immediately. You're going to need, I think it's like a 600 gold ruby. Something like that. Yeah. Like it's something expensive. It's and, pretty expensive. Yeah. I mean, by the time you have access to the spell, or it thousand. shouldn't be that hard to come by. It's still yeah. going to, you're still going to have to go out of your way for it. Normally yeah. you wouldn't have such an expensive jewel just sitting around. Yeah. And, and these are always adjustments. Like if you talk to your DM, usually they'll work it. with you on yeah. things. And it depends on their world. Like, are these components super rare and things like that? Or, like, hey, is know. this a low money game? Is this yeah. a high money game? Like, how are we handling the wealth here? True. Because, you know, if I'm only roughly giving my party 50 gold a week to split amongst themselves, I'm not going to ask them to pay a thousand gold for this ruby. Or I'm going to make it, you know, a quest reward this of some true. sense. But at the same time, if I'm giving each of my players an allotment of, you know, like 10K a month, I'm like, oh, well, this diamond that you need for this spell, yeah, you need to find a diamond worth at least 100 grand. I almost clicked on Gods of the Multiverse. We are not going down that route oh, today. Oh, no. <laughs> we still have demons to deal with. Let's not um, talk about how they completely ruined my favorite god. Oh, what? You don't like the. Call it God of Zell. Zill? Zill. Did, did you also forget how to words? Yeah, no, I, I don't like what has happened to St. <laughs> Cuthbert, the just, the mighty, the yeah. vengeful. Yeah. <clears throat> but 
no, man. I mean, that's pretty much spellcasting to a T. Now we're going to go off script and we're going to actually talk about it some. So it's not just like so. But, um, but no, with the, uh, when it comes to spellcasting, it really comes down to just understanding your spell slots, understanding what your spells do. Look, nobody expects you to know exactly what every single spell does. Most DMs don't even know every single spell. No. Even ones that have been doing it for years. Watch anyone on YouTube. There's a lot of DMs that still go, wait, what does that spell do again? Yeah, or hang on a second, let me reference that. Or hey, yeah. read that out loud for me real quick yeah. since you've got the book open. Yeah, and sometimes the spells change. Mm -hmm. Either change name or they change More the description disjunction. Or they just don't exist anymore. <gasps> oh. Um, <laughs> but no, I like mean, those, good ninth level spells? Yeah, there are still there's some really good ninth level spells. Yeah, uh, but there's no <clears throat> really good ones. I'm talking yeah. about like from the glory days. You know, the spells that were so badass that you had to sacrifice XP to cast them in addition to having a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. those, like legit, like Armageddon. Do you yeah. remember that spell? Remember that like, was incredible. Yeah, you remember like the climb to wish was actually like really cool. Yeah, that's like when you got wish. Wish oh. is specifically the ninth level spell that yeah. makes me feel like ninth level spells are just absent this go yeah. around. Well, I mean, there's wish some... used to be whatever you could figure out with your DM. Yeah. Now it only gives you like three options. No, I mean you still get like uh oh god, was it? It's not Mordekind's. Um, god, it's not fortress. What is it? Is uh, what private sanctum? Private Sanctum, yeah, I think you still get that. Or is it Mordenkainen's Mansion? Mansion, there you go. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you get well, Mansion. Well, remember the others. amount of time I have spent learning spells over the years yeah. that don't exist anymore. Leoman's Tiny Hut. It's still there. Think about how many housing spells there were in 3rd edition. Yeah, that's true. They they did dumb it down a lot. Mordenkainen's unseen servant went with Mordenkainen's mansion, like magnificent mansion or whatever it was called. Yeah. There's Leoman's tiny hut. There was Leoman's secure hut. Yeah, I think there is a fortress spell as well. There, uh, Mordenkainen yeah. has like five or six like sanctuary yeah. spells. Well, I don't think that one specifically Mordenkainen. I think it's just like something fortress or something. I can't even remember the spell now. Yeah, there was just talked about a lot. a lot of them. There oh, yeah. is one ninth level spell that I really, really like, but I'm also planning on using that in the future, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. Does it have power in the name? No, actually, it doesn't. Oh, I don't okay. like any of the power words this time around. Yeah. I mean, they're still good. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, they're yeah. bad. I just, they're not doing it for me anymore. Uh, oh, I see. I still think that power word fuck needs to be an actual <laughs> spell. Right. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. That's when Lord Soth looks at you and you're like, uh, dead. Oof. Because he used power word kill he the correct does. way. And um, then we used power word die. 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 Oh, no, it's no. Reber. <laughs> yeah, it's Reber. Uh, but no, man. Um, that's basically it for spellcasting. It's the best part about spellcasting is learning. Like you can sit here and listen to people all the time, but the most fun is just getting into a game with a few people and just going with it. Cast all your spells, burn everything as quickly as you can. Yeah. It's probably not going to benefit the party. If it's a one shot, don't do that in a one shot. But if it's a campaign early on, 
just do it so you know you can and give yourself a good idea of how quickly those can go. But also give you an understanding that, hey, you know what? I can cast quite a few spells even though I'm a warlock or, you know, whatever else. Oh, I'm a ranger, but there's still some decent spells even though I'm you just a ranger. Spells? Yeah. <laughs> no, you get a lot of bonus action spells as a ranger. It's great. Oh, yeah. Um, but you still only get one bonus action. Same thing with the rogue. You got a lot of options for bonus yeah. action, but you only get one. Yeah. Insightful it's just, fighting. Yeah, it's just nice to have. <laughs> insightful fighting is great. Oh, God, it's awesome. I can insightful fighting and sneak attack? What? Yeah, because I don't need any of you. I can give myself advantage. Oh, no, it's great. The rogue has, <laughs> like, their one weakness has just gone away completely in the fact of, oh, now they can give themselves advantage. Yeah. I think every turn. Yeah. I think about every, they don't get it from anything else. Yeah. I think about just every single one of their subclasses, I think have some way of giving themselves advantage, which is nice. Cause I mean, that is the key part. That is legitimately the entire basis of your class. I'll say without sneak attack, rogues are just there to pick locks. Rogues are essentially useless for combat without sneak attack. Yeah. So make sure you use it. Man, remember last time we talked about that surprise round at the beginning of combat? Guess what? Rogues really benefit that. Yeah, they like it. They're pretty cool with it. But we're going to go ahead and take our little break. Then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Muster Manual A through Z. I don't remember which demon it is, but it's a demon. So just demon it up. Well, we did Bongura last time. So I think it'll be the Chasm. That just sounds bad. Yeah, it's the really weird fly-looking demon, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, probably the chasms. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, when we come back, Monster Manual A through Z, because I think we've ranted enough. I agree. Yeah. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Fruit and the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm wondering why you're being so quiet. Come on, man. It's fucking Monster Manual A through Z. Let's do this. That's right. We got Chasme. Chasmas. Chasms? Chasme. Mosquitoes. Got it. Chasme. Yeah, they're uh, just big. Yeah, demon skeeter works. Yeah, Um, Or if you've ever been in Florida in the summer, you should recognize these. Uh, they look like giant, terrifying mosquitoes. That's really all there is to it. Hey, you just have to say giant mosquitoes are already terrifying. Yeah. Well, that one, the chasm is a large fiend. Ew. So it's a, it's a big honking boy. Oh, yeah. Got an armor class of 15. Average hit points of 84. That's 13 D10 plus 13. Broken. Oof. 20 feet of movement speed, a fly speed of 60 feet. Imagine that. So it can either skitter or it can flitter. No. Rule 42. Yeah. Well, go ahead and squash them. All right. They, uh, saving throws, dex plus five, wisdom plus five, perception of five for its skills, resistant to cold fire, lightning, 
and it's immune to poison and the poison condition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. exactly the same as the Balgora. So anyone that's uh, paying close attention at home will probably be able to surmise at this point that they're not really pushovers. No, no. They have blind sight of 10 feet, dark vision of 120 feet, and a passive perception of 15. So they can kind of, they're pretty good at telling if somebody's on the way. They speak abyssal, and they have telepathy at 120 feet. This is a challenge rating 6 creature, fiend. Do you want to know why? I don't know. Well, Faye, tell us why. Well, I'm glad you asked. Totally unprompted. They have an ability called drone. The Kazme produces a horrid droning sound to which demons are immune. Any other creature that starts its turn within 30 feet of the chasm must succeed on a DC 12 constitution save or fall unconscious for 10 minutes. A creature that can't hear the drone automatically succeeds on the save. The effect ends if the creature takes damage or if another creature takes an action to splash it with holy water. If the creature's save is successful or the effects end, it's immune to the drone for the next 24 hours. So, it can legitimately just whine at you until you fall asleep. I know, they can drone on for hours. It's ridiculous. I'm replacing you with a cantaloupe. Yeah, about the same thing. I mean, I got a way better personality. That's true. One of you is sweet. And the other one's a cantaloupe. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Now, magic resistance has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. It's already going to take half damage from your three basic elemental magic types. And in addition to that, it's going to have advantage on any spells or spell-like effects that you can throw at it. That's true. And it has another feature that involves two words that I really hate, spider and climb. And I really hate them when they're in the same sentence. Yes, mainly because a person that we play with always has to have it. Always, and then doesn't utilize it properly. Yeah. So, it can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings, without needing to make any ability check. Imagine that. It's like a giant mosquito slash fly looking thing. It does what those insects do. Skitter. Yeah. All right, well, Fake, go ahead and take on the actions. Oh, man. Well, there's only one, so it could have just been action, but, you know, I'm not here to nitpick anybody else's grammar. So their attack is with their proboscis, which is a melee weapon attack. Remember how I said they look like giant death skeetos? It's a plus five to hit, reach of five feet on one creature. Okay, on a hit is 16 on average, which is 4d6 plus 2 piercing damage, plus an average of 24, 7d6 necrotic damage, and the target's hit point maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the necrotic damage taken. If the effect reduces a creature's hit point maximum to zero, the creature dies. This reduction to a creature's hit point maximum lasts until the creature finishes a long rest or until it is affected by a spell like Greater Restoration. Oof. 
So if we're literally just taking the averages here, that 24 necrotic damage is going to permanently decrease your total hit points by 24. Any creature that has ability drain is terrifying and oh, should yeah. be well respected. Oh no, it's incredibly useful. This thing can reduce your barbarian to a quivering mass on the floor very easily. Yeah. Or your wizard. Oh, your wizard is going to die if this thing even comes near it. <laughs> you're going to fill a tiny prick. And then boom, you're yeah. done. Story of my life. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, no, I mean, these creatures are definitely really useful for just tossing something at the party that seems like it wouldn't be too bad but can actually hinder you quite a bit you know like it's not it, it's not it's not easy to deal with it's not fun it ain't easy being cheesy yeah so oof i mean there's there's just i mean really your imagination is the only limitation with a creature such as this one you're right there, Wolfie. No, I was having technical issues mm. because yeah. I'm functionally illiterate. That's true. <clears throat> but no, I mean, they're really kind of, uh, I mean, this isn't a, I wouldn't use it for like a main set piece or something like that. This could be something that your party can just come across. Maybe someone messes around with something they don't, not supposed to, mm. and it summons it to them or something. You never know. Maybe it's someone that thinks he's a great sorcerer and this comes out and sucks his life. I like, I don't know. I like that flavor. I yeah. mean, again, your imagination is the only thing ever holding you back Yeah. from how to use any of these monsters. Yeah, this is, I think this is like the first one though where something didn't like immediately pop in my head. Like there's just so many different ways you can utilize this. Honestly, so. I see them the same way I see the Balgura, like in mid-level like maybe mini boss or campaign boss, like an actual like boss creature to fight, put two Balgura or put two of these chasms together or God help you since they're already like a fly mosquito hybrid, put a swarm of them in an area Oof. or, you know, the Pokemon trainer equivalent magician has decided that he's just going to specialize in summoning demons the whole time. And that's why you've got to fight them throughout the party. No, yeah. I'm sorry, not the party throughout the adventure that the party is having. Yes, it's a party. Listen, man, if somebody started summoning demons and just integrating them into my party, I'd be confused. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah, like, what, yeah. are we a friend? Demon Can I party. smash it? Oh, look at that. New playable race. Chasm. Sweet. I want to be a fly <laughs> demon. <laughs> you know what? And you know what? I think we should do a double feature today. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, just because I want to get all demons as quickly as possible. I am. We only scared. got like seven more in demons. I am terrified. And then the thirteen devils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the seventy-two dragons. Is it seven? That sounds kind of low. Yeah, I mm. wasn't including any of the uh, Faerun dragons. Oh, okay, got you. It was only yeah. it was only main continuity. Ah, got you. Now we're gonna go ahead and talk about the Dretch. It's a small fiend, so you know, it kind of. <laughs> that was an honest to god reaction and i'm glad that i was here for it it's so a... the reason he made that sound and the accompanying face 
Well, because this thing is hideous. It's hilariously ugly. Think about a steroid-induced rage version of ALF. That oh, is wow. that's kind of the face that we're looking yeah, at. I, like if Alf went on like an acid bender yeah. and just copious amounts of testosterone and rage. I think what made me laugh was the first thing that popped in my head was that like YouTube video where the guy's doing the different sharks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that was the first thing that hit me. Anyways, uh so the dredge it's, it's ugly though. It's weird. Good God, look at <clears throat> But it has an armor. It's a small fiend. Okay, so it's not. It's uh, it's about a size smaller than you are, because you know all adventurers are medium. Your average. Get over it. <laughs> right. Right. But uh, armor class of eleven. Average hit points of eighteen. Forty six plus four. Got a movement speed of twenty feet. Yeah, has, that's it. No other movement. Yeah, no other movement. Resistant to cold, fire, and lightning, immune to poison, and the poison condition. You know, I'm starting to feel like that's just a blanket statement for all demons at this point. No, they're going to throw a curveball in. Oh, us. they've got to. It. There's no way that we're going to go through this with every single demon having the exact same resistances and immunities. No, they're going to throw, like, psychic in there or something just to throw you off. We shall see. I refuse to read ahead because I don't like to be any more prepared than you guys are. Oh, yeah, this is the best part. Uh, dark vision, 60 feet, passive perception of nine. I could see that. Oh, I like this. What the language is. They know abyssal and have telepathy out to 60 feet, but their telepathy only works with creatures that understand abyssal. Yeah. They are by far the most limited demons that we've covered thus far. Yeah. In terms are, of their, you know, telepathy. Yeah. They are a quarter challenge rating so finally something that might not kill you instantly i don't know this thing has really like slightly above baseline stats for his physical stats and the soft stats are all trash yeah it's not very charismatic not very intelligent three charisma yeah it's got eight wisdom so it's not like completely annoying like it's got some street smarts yeah so it was hard growing up as a poor dretch in the slums. Yeah, I mean, he obviously got drug around a little bit. That just, was just rude. I mean, I can't okay. tell if that's drool or like an actual I think that's actually anyway. supposed to be a part of the lip that's hanging down like that, and that's uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, he's a little droopy. All right. I mean, so, look at his reaction. Yeah, anyway, so... Oh <laughs> All right, on their actions, they have a multi-attack, and it's two attacks, one with the bite and one with the claws. Okay, the bite is a melee attack. It's only a plus two to hit, and it only does 1d6 piercing damage, which is an average of three. The claw, on the other hand, get it, plus two to hit, also five feet, also one target, average of five, 2d4 slashing damage. Ooh. Excuse me. Was that fetid cloud? Yes, fetid cloud, one a day. A 10-foot radius of disgusting green gas extends out from the dredge. The gas spreads around corners, and its area is lightly obscured. It lasts for one minute or until a strong wind disperses it. Any creature that starts its turn in the area must succeed on a DC 11 constitution save or be poisoned until the start of its next turn. 
While poisoned in this way, the target can take either an action or a bonus action on its turn, not both, and can't take reactions. So I feel like that is what makes that such a potent ability. Yeah, that seems like one of those like, oh crap, I'm going to die. Um, like it just got you. Yeah, it's not good. like, oh, you're going to take a bunch of damage. Because remember, guys, just being hit will we will we hard isn't the only way to TPK. No, I mean, especially in fifth edition, like status effects, essentially. Mm hmm. Like that, that can like conditions can really get a party. I mean, not just exhaustion, but I mean, poison, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just getting someone stunned, that's enough to change an entire fight, you know? So, you know, yeah, your party has access to things like this, but if you utilize the creatures properly, it can make what doesn't seem like it could be a really difficult fight into a difficult fight when used and played properly. Um, I like the dredge. I, it, it's one of those things that's really useful for, Hey, let's throw a couple of them at you or early on. Yeah. You're you not going to fight it. one of these, not, no. not at a quarter challenge rating. No, no DM is mean, going to do that. I mean, unless it's like utilized to bring the party together or something to start off the campaign. Like this is something that's either you're fighting it at level one or two, but you're not fighting it anymore after that. Like you gotta have, you gotta have extras. This is kind of what some people refer to as trash mob. Mm. You know, they don't always have to be legitimate trash. Like you don't need a one HP creature running at you, but you know, give them their average HP or something and have them thrown in there. It's going to irritate the party. I mean, that, that cloud, oof, that's something that really put you, put you back a little bit and make a fight a little bit harder. Oh, absolutely. The fact mm-hmm. that you are limited to either having a bonus action or an action and not being able to take reactions. Granted, there's not a whole lot of stuff, but there are still a good amount of options, I would suppose, for reactions at low levels. But being yeah. limited to a bonus action or a action is it's going to make you think. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. Because you got to take either or. And, I mean, for some classes, that's really important. I mean, if you're the rogue and you guys step out for a second, well, you only got that bonus action. So, have some fun. You know, you're going to use that cunning action, or are you going to try and use your action so you're going to take that chance and walk away? Get that attack of opportunity mm-hmm. on yourself. You know, so... A lot of good decisions to be made there and these are really they're really useful and i like seeing stuff like this because not all demons and devils have to be super alpha bam yeah they're not all just going to be one shot monstrosities with a ton of hit points and really high armor yeah i mean even like i mean the bulgara wasn't super high cr but it was still up there enough to actually give you a tough fight oh absolutely you know and i mean Next week is the Glabrezu. I always mess that one up. I don't think but there yeah. is a way to pronounce it correctly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it can't be done with human mouths. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not designed to, I guess. They you are cannot the even speak the name of our king. Yeah. <laughs> I don't speak abyssal, so. Sorry, guys. 
That wasn't yeah, I used to lunch. do that all the time as personal character flavor. But, but I mean, also in older editions, your options for bonus languages were kind of insane. Like yeah. there was no reason not to speak four or five languages. Like in third edition, it was great. Everybody was a polyglot. It was wonderful. Yeah. But now I really, unless I know that I'm going to be encountering demons and devils with some manner of frequency in this campaign, I'm probably not going to take those languages. Yeah. Unless it's something specifically in my backstory. Yeah. That makes me speak that certain language. That's why I kind of like, that's why I, do like a little bit the only like plus side to favored foe of uh the ranger mm-hmm. was okay you get to learn that language so it's kind of yeah cool it was beneficial it was you would know the language of your enemies it makes yeah. perfect sense yeah it was pretty nice like it helped add a little bit of flavor but at the same time it's like mm, you know it, that's something you really have to work with the dm on as well so you're not metagaming and being like, well, we're fighting this a lot. And I know these things are coming up. So, hey, look, it just so happens that my favorite foe is the thing we're fighting against. Hey, you I know? knew that we were going to have to go like kill an entire stronghold in the mountain full of goblins. Uh, just a quick aside. I also chose goblin as my favorite enemy. Yeah. Uh, I just thought you should know that. Yeah, man. That's like uh, uh, the ranger that I keep sitting to the side that I've been slowly working on waiting to unleash into a campaign eventually. Like his, his favorite foe, his first favorite foe has nothing to do with any of the campaigns. His first favorite foe will always be trolls Mm -hmm. or giants because there's no like that. No breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's for that, for a specific reason, you know, it's a part of his backstory. So that's always going to be his thing. Yeah. It's fine. If that's what I'm not, poo-pooing on that idea yeah of having a background reason for it i'm just yeah. saying personally i stopped doing it for these reasons yeah yeah so eh, a little bit added to the monster manual a through z but i like it we did two today chasm dretch yeah drasm i knew it i knew it was coming catch all right let's roll this trolley on out of here then oh yeah well hope all of you have fun Please remember to hit that like button and clobber. Clobber that subscribe button. Thanks, Wolfang. You're so useful. And oh, crush. I'm sorry. Who are you waiting for me? <laughs> and crush. Clobber. That notification bell. Thanks, buddy. I got you, buddy. Yeah, you're so great. Also, clink that link. Ooh, clink it. I'm going to clink. clink that link so oh, hard. Clink it so hard. So oh. hard. It's uh, all bad. It's oh, just bad. It's just terrible. You guys should definitely yeah. do it, though. It's totes worth it. Oh, yeah. Could you get on our Patreon where you get access to a Discord so you can, like, talk to us and stuff or at least be ignored by us? I mean, that's the best way to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's you me. Know, you get special videos. You can talk to us. I mentioned that. There's also a specialized shirt for the higher tier. There's also videos. You can also yeah. talk to us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's also set up in there as well. You can put together some of your own D&D games to play with each other and create your own little community and have fun. Because, you know, not all of us have access, especially with what's been going on for the past, it seems like forever. The last decade? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, everybody's been trapped up in their house and 
not been able to play with other people. So online is kind of your option. So we have access to that as well. And who knows, maybe we'll, you can get a guest from one of us occasionally. Yeah, you should totally invite us to your game with your friends so we can make ourselves look like complete morons. Hey, yeah, that's, I mean, we do it every week anyway. Well, yeah, but now we'd be doing it in person. I well, say in person, like on a video call, perhaps. In, yeah, in discords and... Yes. Yeah, I said it. He did. Can't yeah. be unsaid. Also, we have Teespring, and there's like shirts and mugs and stuff. Just check it out. Check yeah, it. yeah, check out Teespring. Check, check it out. Check, check, check it out. See what it's all uh, about. Yeah. And uh, before we go, as usual, life is tough. Life is hard. But just know that we care. A lot of other people care. And the time will pass. But if it does seem too difficult, if it does seem too much, please use the links that are below and the phone numbers that exist, whichever one you got to use. Because we like having you around. And there are probably quite a few other people that like having you around. No, absolutely. Yeah. I don't even know you, and I already just love the fuck out of you. Yeah, you listen to us, so obviously it's worth it. Oh, clearly you are like my lifelong friend now. You just yeah. might not realize it. So yeah. uh, clink that link, bro. That's right. Hit me up, sis. Yeah, and remember, it trolls for thee. It always trolls for thee.